Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. So this morning we have the opportunity to consider what Jesus himself has to say about deep weariness. Is that something familiar to you, perhaps, from some point, some place in your life, deep weariness? I imagine your answer, like mine, is, yeah, of course. After all, we are human beings, aren't we? And though deep weariness may come to us in different ways, for different reasons and different seasons, we all know it. Sometimes we can trace that deep weariness back to a singular event or a moment in our lives, but often we can't. That's why it can feel a bit unsatisfying when we feel such weariness to hear well-intentioned statements, even if they're true. Cheer up. Look on the bright side. Things could be worse. Ugh. Wonderfully, though, there's good news. There is good news today, and it's a promise, a promise which sounds pretty simple, but is evidently quite effective, as long as we lay our full faith behind the promise, and importantly, the one who makes it. Yes, Jesus Christ speaks into our deep weariness today with a promise as simple, as hopeful, as refreshing as we could possibly want. Come to me, Jesus says, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you for my, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Unique to anyone else in all of human history, Jesus simply offers as the complete, the total, the universal solution to all that burdens and makes us weary, himself. This part is important, though. The promise works because Jesus is who he claims to be, the eternal word made flesh, our creator, and that means his abilities are more than sufficient to lift up anything that is a burden for us. So then when Jesus says, come to me, what is he saying? I think today we can understand that when Jesus says, come to me, he means this, believe in who I claim to be and therefore what I am able to do for you. Now, it might be easy for us to judge those thick-headed folks way back then who saw Jesus firsthand, who didn't believe him, who experienced supernatural miracles with their eyes and their ears and turned away from Jesus. Yes, that was a long time ago, but to be honest, that's where you and I are tested still, every single day. Will we believe in Jesus? Will we trust Jesus? Yes, of course we want to rest our deep weariness, but you know, we can't help but also want the knowledge right now of how, of when, our weariness, our problems will be addressed. In other words, and this isn't a surprise, people, 
we want to be in control. In his letter to the church at Rome today, Paul reminds us how well things work out when we try to stay in control, when we think we can do exactly what is right. So here is Paul again with Philip Craig, Philip Craig paraphrasing just a bit. I can't figure myself out. I don't do the things that I would like to do or, or that I should do, but I keep doing those things that I don't like, that I hate. Yes, I want to do good. The desire is there inside of me, but I can't pull it off. Instead, I do the wrong thing again and again and again, even when I most want to do what is right. Evil is there. I appreciate that Paul is willing to speak the truth about himself, really, about all of us. In fact, I suspect that our human desire to be in control, combined with our internal understanding that we will never be in control, is what just might make our souls the absolute weariest of all. I'll even say that again. I suspect that our human desire to be in control, combined with our internal understanding that we will never be fully in control, is just what might make our souls, who the weariest. Enter Jesus, who wants our souls resting on the surety that he's actually in control, that he will keep his promises in the best way at the best time, which actually is his way and his time. Come to me, he says, cast your anxieties on me, for I care for you. Trust in me with all your heart and lean on me for your own for understanding. You will find rest for your souls. So then what I think I hear Jesus saying to us this morning is this. Be hopeful. Be hopeful. I believe that exact is exactly where we find respite for our weariness. In hope. That's what we're frantically looking for whenever our souls are burdened, when we're restless. Hope. And unfortunately, that's what most of the marketing of most of the products in the world tries to offer us. Hope. But that is a false hope, promising only temporarily or superficial distraction from our briefly masking effects of our burdened souls. Let's assure ourselves this morning that nothing that we see for sale will truly or ever sustainably lift our burden of weariness. We might get brighter teeth or a few less wrinkles or a few days sightseeing the world that we live in, but the bone-deep weariness that persists within us will remain, no matter how much money or resource we tend to throw at it. So that's why this is so important. Jesus knows that he is only our salvation, our fortress, our mighty rock, our refuge. He's the one answer to every question or concern or fear or need that we'll ever have. But if what Jesus promised us is rest, you may ask this question, then why does he tell us in the very next verse to put on his yoke? A yoke is placed on a beast of burden, right, in order to do some work. Is Jesus then offering us rest today or more work? I think that's precisely the question Jesus loves for us to ask. What work must we do for him that supposedly will give us rest? I think he answers that question in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, when he says this, This is the work that you believe in him whom he has sent. That really is the work that Christ requires of us, 
that you believe in him whom he has sent. So then faith is resting on the hopeful promises of God. This is the yoke that Jesus calls us to put on. And remember, a yoke is shared by two, not by one. With his death on the cross, Jesus took our inconceivably and unbearably heavy yoke of sinfulness. That's what Paul is calling out today and gives us in exchange the easy yoke, the light burden of simply trusting and then having faith in him. He does all the work. He gives us all the rest. And his work not only fully addresses our sin problem, but also provides the supply of every other need actually will ever have. And all we're required to do is trust him. Actually, there's one other thing. Jesus' great invitation for us to come to him, to exchange yokes and to find rest, isn't intended for us to do all by ourselves. Jesus intends for us to come to him in community, to be together, to come together. And that is why his church exists. This church, our church, you and I, for us to be together. My friends, we all bear burdens. We all become weary, but in different ways, for different reasons, at different times. And when we are weary, and yes, we will be, it can be easy to be discouraged, to feel lost. In those moments, we're not the best preachers for our own souls. We need others to speak truth, to help us remember our faith in Jesus. So if you are weary this day for whatever reason, however complex, Jesus invites you to come to him. Come and take his yoke, his yoke of having faith, believing in him. And if it's hard, remember, you're not alone. You're not alone. We are all here for each other. We can believe and then we can follow Jesus' example. And I believe therein we will find rest for our souls. As Paul said so well today, thanks be to God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.